Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has-Been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Bureau of Materials Protection. I'll say he was just in the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchist Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you, radio life mate? Uh, irritable. You seem very irritable very, today. Very, very irritable today. Yeah. If you were a disease, you'd be irritable bowel syndrome. With a, uh, a uh, bad case of hemorrhoids as well. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at today. Yeah. <laughs> what a horrible visual that is. Caught once again in the midst of political <laughs> intrigue that I can't talk about. Of course. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. I, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Maybe coming. Maybe. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay we'll, tuned to that one. We'll, we'll see whether the gag order goes through or not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I, you know, again, the solar flare can't come fast enough for me. <laughs> you know, or nuclear war, or whatever the hell it is. I, I, I don't care at this point. Just give me something to just completely, you know, wipe out society as we know it. And let's just rebuild this thing from fucking scratch. Yeah, you know what? The, the the more days go on, the more I'm inclined to agree with you. Right. I, I really am to that point where I'm just like, <laughs> you know, dude's not. He's got a point. He's got a point. So, and I will, I will, uh, I will segue from that. Yeah. To give you the story of the week for me. Right. Which is, uh, I'm getting tired of the crazy people at convenience stores. Yeah, all right. So just laying the ground rule once again, um, I, I, I hate the fact that we're doing this, but I have to concede in some cla- cases because this is a uh, equal partnership here, um, that I will allow you the one Uber story at the beginning of the first hour, and that's it. Now, you put three Uber stories on there. Well, because I was going to let you pick. If, and I did. I, I picked the one. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the other two Uber stories, you have to hold to the second hour. That's so, true. So don't try to backdoor segue I'm not into gonna, them because you tried a couple of times. No, I'm not going to do that. You get the no. one. No, I give you the and one. And let's try to limit it to, to, you know, just a few minutes. Here. Okay, let's do it. All, All right, right, here we go. So let's tell your story. Okay, so this doesn't have anything to do with specific riders. It has to do with me being out within the community. Right. And so it kind of started at a convenience store in the middle of Tampa in the hood. Okay. There is a marathon, which you probably know where this one is, near like Armenia or Howard or something like that, but just on the north side of 275. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know the area. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, and this is right in the middle of the hood. That's right over by West Main Street, right? Something like that. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. Yeah. All right. So, now, here's the thing. I'm out for many, many hours at a time, which means sometimes I need to use the facilities to take a shit. Right. So I go to this marathon and, you know, I turn it off. I go in and take it. I know I go in there. I pay for gas. I got to take a dump. So I go take a dump. Now, there are crazy people that are around. But normally, like, I don't really have a problem with the crazy people at convenience stores. And sometimes I find them amusing. Right. Now it ends. Um, and the reason why it ends is so I go in there. I go take a shit. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking a shit and somebody knocks on the door. Right. And I'm like, occupied. Oh, yeah, I know that marathon. That's a that's an outside one stall, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. So yes. you, you got to get the key with the big wooden handle. Uh, well, this now it's a smaller brown or smaller purple plate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll go right. with that. Yeah. 
And it says, you know, but make sure you return the key. Right. Okay, so, and I'm like, I, he knocks on the door. I yell, occupied. And I don't say it in a mean way. I'm just occupied. Right. And I'm still taking a shit. But now I'm, kind of, I'm trying to finish up because, you know, like, right. I, I do like to be respectful. You, you got to pinch it off. You know somebody else. Like, I got to get, but I got to get it done first. I got to get my business done and then I pinch it off. <laughs> so I get my business done. I'm pulling on my pants and it fucking knocks again. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, I'm, I'm coming. All right. I'm coming. I pull my pants up. I get through. I open the door and it's. It's a black guy. He's probably about six foot two. He's not like crackhead skinny, but he's not like a he's not a brick shit house either. He's right. average. Your average average build, right? And I'm wearing like my green pants, my black shirt, and my black uh, boots, right? And so he opens the door and he starts to say something, right? And I'm like, I, like I was using the bathroom, man. What the fuck? Calm down. And I start walking away, and I get about halfway across, and he says something, mm-hmm. and. And I don't know what he ex- exactly said, but it was something that was derogatory aimed towards me. Right. And I don't know what came over me at this point. Right. But I turned around as quickly as I could. Right. And started fast walking <laughs> towards him oh, shit. in a very aggressive manner. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Right. Like, and I got all up in his face. Right. Like, again, probably not the right move in the hood. However, I will say... So you were actually ready to throw down at that point. He pissed you off enough that you were ready to go. He was saying I was being disrespectful as you're knocking on the door constantly while I'm taking a shit. Right. Like, you are in the wrong. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how bad you had to go to the bathroom. You're in the fucking wrong. Right. And so I'm starting fucking yelling. He's like, you did me disrespectful. I'm like, no, dude. You knocked on the door fucking several times as I'm taking a fucking shit. So I don't know what you're fucking... And I just start going off on this motherfucker, right? (laughs) And I'm pointing at his fucking face. He's like, don't point your finger at my fucking face, man. I'm like, look, I'm telling you something right now. Shut the fuck up and go for the fucking bathroom that's what you got to do right <laughs> i went i went hang on. crazy white boy in the hood hey, hey hey hang on a second i gotta say that might be the first time in the lead up to a fight that somebody ever said shut the fuck up and go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> so now the funny thing is when i turned around and started walking towards this motherfucker right I think that he thought he was just going to be able to say something and I was just going to walk away like I was going to be scared that I was in this neighborhood. Right. Again, this is the hood. Right. And the, uh, it, it's kind of the hood. I mean, I know the area really well. Hold on. Yeah. You go the other side of that fucking street at any time of night. Kitty, I used to have a client that uh, owned the building Kitty Corner. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so I was there all the time. Okay. I'd go there and you know grab lunch and snacks Well, here's and the stuff. thing. At you that go marathon. there after midnight, it ain't the same deal. Let me just tell you that every shit right now. Uh, middle of the night, yeah, probably different. Yeah, I was yeah. always there during business hours. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, no. I'm yeah. only going around. It, a, it is definitely hood, though. Yeah. yeah. But when I turned around and I started walking towards him, like, you know how sometimes like somebody goes, oh, I might have fucked up here? Right. He had like, that look? He, he had that look of... Oh, I might have fucked up here. Right. Like, because I was not, like, <laughs> yeah. I had no fear in my eyes at that point because I was, I was seeing red because I'm like, you motherfucker. Right. Like, I'm fucking, like, what the fuck do you want from me? Right. So I go over there and, and it ends up, he's like, well, you have a blessed day. I'm like, well, you have a fucking blessed day too. <laughs> and I said it just like that. And then I walked back away and I fucking, you know, I went, I went in there. So I tell that, so that's the first hood story. Right. Now, the second time, this is why I'm getting sick of fucking. Old, I'm getting sick of people. Hold on, let me get the second. See, time. you're getting in the second story. No, no, no. This is the same story because it's the same theme. All right. I go to the Circle K that's off of Kennedy. Which there's one? There's like a brand new Circle K off of Kennedy. And what cross street? Uh, Howard. Okay. All right. Know where that is. Okay. Yep. I go to this one right, and I just look. I got to get out for a second. I, I'm checking my stuff, but I got to be out of the car, and I got to. I got to not like. I got to sit down and kind of game plan some shit here. Right. So I, I stand outside and I'm game planning shit, and this guy in a fucking wheelchair, this this homeless guy in a wheelchair with one fucking leg, 
comes up and starts and is a crazy person. Right. And starts talking to me. I'm getting fucking just getting irritated because I'm like, I, 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 I don't want to engage with people right now. I'm trying to fucking I'm trying to handle some shit. Right. Like and so he starts talking to me and I, st- I ignore him. Finally, I put the phone down. and I just look at him and I have this look of like, what the fuck do you want? Why are you bothering me? And somebody distracted him. And so because of that, I walked to the behind the vehicle, which is, you know, the other side. Right. So what does this motherfucker do? Follows his goddamn fucking thing and walks the other side of the vehicle. Well, and hang I'm, on a second. What, what, what did he want? What did he say to you? He wasn't asking for money. That would have been easy. He was just, he wanted to engage in a conversation with me about something that was crazy in his mind. Okay. And so he comes back around. To I'm try surprised to, you didn't take that opportunity because I always find that fascinating as hell. No, no, no. Typically I do. Right. Typically I do. But I'm not in the, I wasn't in the mood. Right. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying, I'm, I'm focused on other shit. Right. So he comes around to the other side and I look at him. I'm like, what the fuck do you want, man? Right. He's like, you probably want to shoot me in the head and kill me and this and this and blah, 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 blah. But no, <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. I just want to be left alone because I'm working on some shit here. Okay. And I just say, just I'm not working. I'm like, look, dude, seriously, shut the fuck up and go away. And so finally, he, <laughs> so wait he was, a second. So how close were you to kicking the shit out of the one-legged man in the wheelchair? <laughs> no, I wasn't close at all. I didn't. I felt. Here's the thing, man. I still feel bad for the fucking. I want to hear your justification for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't gonna kick the shit out of him or anything like that. You got some real hanger management issues but going I, on, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know. I'm calm, cool, and collected most oh, of the yeah, fucking you, day. Yeah, you, yeah. Minus yeah. these couple instances. <laughs> okay, third one this morning. Oh God. Okay. There is this. I, I go to the same, and I go to the same. So did place. the guy wheel off then? Yeah, he did finally. Okay, and right. he was pissed off or whatever, but like right. I didn't care. Then this morning, there's this crazy woman that's doing I don't know performative art in front of this fucking gas station that I go to every day. Where like is I go this to one? the same uh, US 19 by where the old Taco Bell is across the street from the Kia dealership. Okay, so in Pasco County. In Pasco, yeah, yeah, in Pasco. There's this lady there who's, I don't know if she's fucking reenacting Macbeth. I don't know what the fuck she's doing, right? Right. But I don't fucking care. Right. And so I go. Actually, she was reenacting Macbeth. (laughs) Yes, she was reenacting Macbeth. (laughs) Yeah. So I go into the store, I pay for the stuff, talk to the guy, and then I walk back outside, and I'm I'm pumping the gas, and she starts inching closer and closer and closer and closer to me. Right. And at a certain point, I stop. Lady, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, <laughs> but back the fuck up. She's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm like, I'm worried about that, bitch. I'm, I'm worried you. about that. Just get the fuck away from me, all right? I'm, I, I'm fucking tired of your fucking crazy ass. Go fucking yell over there. <laughs> I'm glad you find this funny. Oh, yeah, this is this is actually very entertaining. So... She, not because of the antics, just because your reactions to them. <laughs> oh, God. Have, have you considered the possibility that you might be the crazy one? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not the one doing fucking, you know, oh, so what you, you say. call it? Crystal meth meth. Mc, yeah, oh, Mc, McMeth. McMeth. Yeah. I'm not the one doing fucking McMeth on the fucking side of the goddamn shell station. <laughs> oh, man. It was just oh, every God. time it's like they have a, I swear to God, I do think these convenience stores have a quota like there's homeless people that get assigned to convenience stores that could be in yeah. order to like and they only get one or two per right like if it's a busy rush hour like you can double up in, in, in alex is uber in therapy <laughs> i know? kept my look i kept my mouth shut most of the time i didn't get a tip out of it either so i should have oh out. yeah yeah you, you, you deserved a tip for that one yeah, but because uh, he was getting the whole thing. <laughs> speaking of therapy, I I, I had a uh, a dream this week that uh, made me wonder whether I uh, might need some. So I, I got to tell you, I got to get this off my chest. 
So uh, earlier this week, I dreamt that I come home and my wife's there and she's all happy and everything. And uh, she says, hey, I've got a surprise for you. I'm like, oh, great. What, what's the surprise? She says, I hired you two prostitutes. They're in the bedroom waiting for you. Go have fun. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I, I go to the bedroom and I open the door and I walk in and there's two dudes in there. <laughs> and and um, it, it, these are like, you know, picture Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta at the end of Pulp Fiction when they're wearing Tarantino's clothes. Yeah. These are what the dudes look like. Okay. And, and in your dream. In, in my dream, right. And I'm walking in there like, sup, bro? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And one guy gets up on the bed on all fours and says, are we going to do this or what? You know? And I'm like, no, we're not going to do this. What the fuck are you guys thinking? And so <laughs> I'm like, there's, there, there's no way any of this is happening. And uh, they're like, okay, cool. You know? And they're like, can you give us a ride home? I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. All right, fine. I'll give you a ride home. So I go out to my wife, and I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? And she's like, oh, you, you didn't like that? And I'm like, no, now i got to give these fucking assholes a ride home. So I wake up, and I was very disturbed by these this dream, right? And I'm thinking, God, does, does my subconscious think that my wife thinks I'm gay? <laughs> you know? I mean, what, what is going on here? You know, and, and I, I like to really dig into dream analysis, especially when I have a dream that I don't understand or it's just like really out there, really vivid. Like this or is. Like this is, right. Fucking Pluto. So I, I really, and I, again, I struggled with this for like a couple of days and then it dawned on me. Um, Pardon the pun. Right. That <laughs> this had nothing to do with anything about sexuality. This has to do with a couple of examples. For Christmas, um, my wife dawn uh got me a shirt and i didn't rave about it enough so she immediately said okay i'm gonna give it to connor and gave it to my oldest son and i didn't get a present or anything like that for my birthday she got me a pair of shoes and i didn't rave enough about them and she gave them to my youngest son so i got no present on either occasion you know from her because I, I didn't rave ab enough about the gift but and she gave it to someone else the lead on this thing though what's that well hold on those should have been separate stories <laughs> well no that's just par for the course that's like oh okay that, that's been like always the case okay you know? so i know pretty much that any given time where my wife has given me a gift there's a 50 50 chance that she's gonna end up taking away from me and giving it to, <laughs> to someone else so but so i i think that's where the the core of the dream was it, it wasn't about you know my wife thinking i'm gay just her being an indian giver and giving me shitty gifts that i don't like well, hold on who, who is she well then in, in, hold on in your dream, then, who was she going to give the two dudes to? Then, I don't at that know. Point? I just I just had to take them home. Like, that's, that's not all like I Connor know. or Gavin. And yet. by the way, I, I did part the 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 ride uh, taking them home was was in my dream too, and it was just very awkward. And these these dudes were just like you know stoner frat boy you know type bros you know <laughs> it was everything yeah bro yeah well, you know it's, uh, we're we're not too stoked about what we do or anything but you know hey 
<laughs> that is such a fucked up dream fucked up on dream. so many levels. I know. But were you mad at your wife the next day because of the dream? Well, I told her the dream, and she's like, oh, she just kind of looked at me with a strange expression. Again, you know, because that was before I, I figured out the interpretation there. But uh, anyway, I just happy to get that off my chest because that was something that was, uh, you know, uh, troubling me this week. But, uh, I guess so. <laughs> Jesus I feel Christ. better now. Thank you, listeners, for, for being my therapy session. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be the same because of that. <laughs> all right. I think all five of them now have issues they need to see psychiatrists about. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of being crazy. Yes, let's get into it here. <laughs> so, Adrian had some must-see TV. Uh, well, actually, I, I didn't watch much of it. Um, I because it, it was competing with the lightning game, um, so I only watched during the intermissions. But it was enough to to get to get a feel for it. <laughs> Hold on, do you think? Let me ask you a question here, real quick. Huh. Do you think that that committee because it was well and we're talking about and stuff, the, the January the January sixth uh, yeah. yeah last night. And do you think that because it, it was before, yeah. it, because there was intermissions, you think they upped their game like a you know like sometimes like during the halftime show, other channels will do specials because it's on a break <laughs> from the Super Bowl, maybe. Maybe. I mean, this thing was so professionally produced. You know, this was this was not a broadcast of a hearing. This was a highly produced television show. Yes. And that is why they aired it at primetime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's funny. They aired it on 12 different networks. Except okay. for Fox. Except for Fox. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, Fox had to have counter programming to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is is they're touting today that they had uh, 19 million viewers, right? Yeah. Um, well, well, they yeah. were rounding up to 20, but yeah, they're rounding it. They had 19. Yeah, so they're just kind of you know fudging the numbers a little bit um, to make it look less pathetic. When you spread that out across 12 networks, um, Young Sheldon beat them. <laughs> Yeah. So did the uh, the the mass singer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A Yellowstone rerun beat him. Yeah, as it should. <laughs> right. In in fact, um, 19 million Americans uh, watching. Uh, actually, that's uh, a little bit less than the another number of Americans that are. Uh, skeptical whether the world is round. Yeah, you're saying, you're saying that they equaled the flat earthers. Yes, essentially. Yeah, uh, because they, they got about 6% of the American people watching and about 7% question whether the earth is actually a sphere. Yes, 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 exactly. So. Now, one of the things we, we were we did have a little bit of a conversation, and I had to cut you off, Right. but one of the things that you did say was... Oh, hang on, it, hang on. I'll, I'll, I'll take it there. Um, so I, I do have to say, I do have to say, um, that I happened to tune in when they were doing uh, all the body cam footage yeah. from that day. And that, I, I, in all seriousness, that was, it was pretty emotional. You know, it, it did evoke emotional response from me, um, which it was intended to do. But I, I'm not sure that it invoked the same emotional response that it did for other people because I was tearing up with patriotism, man. <laughs> Now, why is I, to, that? To me, why is to that? Me, that was like listening to the national anthem and watching a, a bald eagle land at the top of an American flagpole. Yeah. <laughs> Next to the Statue of right, Liberty. Right. I, you know, it, watching that footage, um, the last time I f- was that moved and, and felt that filled with patriotism is when I saw uh, Black Lives Matter rioters burning down a police station. 
like it was just yeah it was it was, right there. it was that kind of emotional response from me and and you know it's 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 just a beautiful thing and look the January six writers bunch of fucking morons a bunch of fucking idiots you know trying to overturn uh, the the election of the you know uh, the 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 actual le- fairly legitimate election is as legitimate as any election gets uh, but you know trying to keep their uh, their child god king in power you know for longer it did just just totally stupid thing but the bottom line is and and i'm being i'm i I sound like i'm being facetious but i'm actually not to me there is nothing more american absolutely nothing more american than a bunch of pissed off americans busting shit up I'm not. And here's the thing. I'm not joking. Like, no, no. I know you're not joking. And I think the funny part is, is that if you go back and you listen to this show, right, you will see the consistency (laughs) that Adrian has in this (laughs) because he said the same thing when the Black Lives Matter protesters were burning shit shit up. I, I, I marched in the streets with. Uh, two different Black Lives Matter protests. Hell got almost got tear gassed in one of them. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> they're about to pull out the fire hoses on us. So yeah, it's it's and again, you're just you're pro protest. I I am pro chaos. Yeah, I am pro, pro chaos. Riot. Pro riot, and <laughs> fundamentally, fundamentally, and again, all all joking aside, that is for me the most important thing that we can do as Americans is remind the people in power, and again, it doesn't matter what the fuck the issue is, just remind the people in power that if you piss us off enough, we're going to bust shit up, and you're in danger. All right, young adults used pot and psychedelics in record numbers last year while adolescent drug use fell sharply. That's unfortunate. The kids aren't doing drugs. That's that's a real problem in this country. Well, here's the thing. you got to get the more argument, young people doing drugs. On. The ar- No, no, no. no. The, well, the young adults are doing it. The young kids aren't, though. Uh, the kids need to be doing it. Okay. Well, you know, they're the ones that are most stressed out, man. You know, they're all they're all worried that the world's going to burn up in ten years. Oh God, are they? Dude? <laughs> Jesus Christ! They um, don't even want to have kids because of it. But I, I I do think that the the one thing about this, and the reason I put this story up was, is that the one of the arguments that people use against legalization is all the kids are going to do it. Right. And this shows the exact opposite of what they're saying. I cannot get my kids to smoke pot with me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. So, did I tell the story about... Uh, yeah. Hey, hang on. I don't think I told this part of the story. So I, I, my, my son did mushrooms for the first time not too long ago. Yeah. And he had his shaman. I, I, I didn't tell the rest of the story. So he's got his shaman. His shaman says he's going to look out for him. And right about the time he starts kicking in, his shaman grabs a handful of mushrooms and downs them. <laughs> And he said, I'm looking at him, and he's chewing these mushrooms with his shit-eating grin just staring at him. It was so funny. Uh, we should get what him a on, dick. We should get him on the air just to tell this story, because I laughed so hard at him telling well, this just story. Have, record it. Uh, it, it yeah, I, I nearly pissed myself. Well, record it. But anyway, uh, so yeah, damn shame. You, you kids need to do more drugs. Just don't try to do it with whipped cream in fucking New York. Um Man, I didn't know where that was coming from. It's the next article, Dick. <laughs> I didn't read that one. <laughs> Go ahead. Rotate into it. All right. It. So, um, uh, since oh, are you ta- you're talking about whippets. It whippets. has been illegal for anyone under 21 to buy a canister of whipped cream in New York. Although the law was little known until a photo from an Albany convenience store alerted customers to the policy change, 
started spreading online last week. Selling whipped cream canisters to anyone under 21 is a civil offense in the state, earning offenders a $250 fee for the first offense and $500 for every subsequent offense. <laughs> well, it's only the canned whipped cream, I assume. Yeah. Uh, you can buy a tub of Cool Whip. Yeah, yeah. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Whip. Cool. <laughs> now, so next, like, what are the next article? Well, hang on we'll a second. Do you re- want to rapid fire or not, Dick? Well, I, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I'm trying I, here. I, I, you're, you're contrarian. I didn't mean you're that. You're always rapid a fire. fucking contrarian. It's like, no, I, I just want to say the, the reason that's a thing is because um, the. Uh, the spray, whippets. yeah, whippets. It's I, I think they use nitrous oxide, uh, nitrous oxide, as the propellant in those. And yeah. as you know, laughing gas gets you high. So I, I I think that's why they do. I remember people. Oh, used I to know do, that's why they do it. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Well, I I wasn't sure because I've never actually done that. But now I want to try it. So there's this bar in downtown or in Ebor called right. the White Lie. Have right. you ever been there? No, I have not. Okay. So I guess it is a black bar. I, I don't know Which, this. <laughs> great name for a black bar. Yeah, the White Lie, right? <laughs> yeah. So, But also, it's a very open kind of bar where you can just kind of walk in and walk out. Like, there's multiple doors, multiple entrances. Right. And I was down there working, and I had to go to the bathroom. Right. So I look, I look and I'm like, okay, this looks like a place I could just walk in where nobody's going to question me and I'm not going to have, you know, I can go and go to the bathroom. Really? So, so you thought, oh, I'm going to go to the black bar because uh, me being a white guy, no one's going to question me, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That, that actually that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Good. So I walk in, I walk into the bathroom. Now there's three stalls, but there's, there's the, the pisser and then two shitters. Right. Right. So I end up going into the middle shitter. Right. Oh, wait, so you're you're actually in a stall. I'm in a stall. Okay, you're not at a urinal. Not at a urinal. I'm okay. at a stall. And I start peeing, and all of a sudden, I hear in the stall next to me, hey, would you like to make a donation to you know Black Kids Urban Youth Foundation or something like that? And it was a younger voice. Right. It was a black guy. I mean, right. I, I think it was. It sounded He sounded black. Right. Not to judge, but. <laughs> and I am dumbfounded at this point, and I'm like, Dude, did you just hit me up for a donation as I'm pissing? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you know what, man? I'll give you an A for effort, man. That right there. I'll give you an A for effort. So he's like, so are you going to make a donation? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, why don't you love me? I had no response. And I inst- I washed my hands and I left at that point because what the fuck are you asking a motherfucker for a donation for in the shitter? Like, is this your spot? Is this where you're like, how effective is this strategy? Okay. My only takeaway from this is you are the biggest fucking hypocrite possibly on the planet. Why? What are you talking about? Why? Okay. Just last week on the show, I pointed out to our listeners how while I was at a fucking urinal taken a leak with my dick in my hand you came up and grabbed me by the shoulders and attempted to spin me around so i was pissing everywhere yeah okay (laughs) okay so for you to be upset that someone actually dared speak to you during uh, you know uh, while you were taking a leak i would say is pretty hypocritical on top of that you got upset that the guy asked you know why don't you love me which literally, you say that to me about 10 times a day. In fact, that day, shortly after trying to make me urinate all over myself, as I was leaving, you said, I love you, but I love you. Okay, so 
So for you, to, you just met your fucking doppelganger, man. That's you. In fact, I don't think any of this actually happened. I think it's all in your head. I think you've developed <laughs> a completely separate personality to, in order to deal with these things that you can't understand why you actually do in the real world. All right. So all this right. is your, your this is some type of, at bare minimum, it's cosmic payback. I got you. You know, I got you. And okay. and the funny thing is, is you don't actually see it that way, do you? No, not really. <laughs> but now that you've now that you hold on, now that you fully explained it on air, I got to tell you. So maybe a little bit of me it does understand that there's a little cosmic justice that happened <laughs> right. there. So I'll go with it. I'll go with it. I think that there might be a little cosmic cosmic justice. I do think that the two scenarios are completely different. Right. You know what I'm saying? But but well, hang on a second. I I just want to go on the record again. What did I tell you? would happen if you ever grabbed me again while I'm taking a leak. Uh, you said you're going to punch me in the face. That's right. And that stands. And that's not a bit. I, I, didn't, I will fucking well, punch it, you it, in the face. Hold on. It's a bit. Those it's things not aren't a bit. Exclusive. You fucking no. It can be a bit and really happen at the same time. Okay. Well, that's true. Yeah. I, I'm just saying this is, I'm not no, just I saying that for comedic Look, I effect. understand the, okay. the rules that go along with right. any additional touching of you in the bathroom. We can still be friends, but there will be consequences. Oh, no, no, no. no. There, yeah. I, look, I'm not going to hold it against you. You've laid out, <laughs> yes. you've communicated very effectively. Right. What will happen if I do it again? Correct. And I have to make a decision as to whether I want to deal with the punishment of that. <laughs> you did say at the time it might be worth it. <laughs> it might be. It's not. Right. Look, there, I can't think of a scenario right now where it's worth it. <laughs> okay. However, I, how, I'm, however, I'm with that being said, that. yeah, the bar is not very high. <laughs> so, like, there will be an opportunity that's going to come up that I'm going to go. You know what, man? Yeah, I'll take a punch in the face for this one. So let's get into this part, though, because and we'll start with COVID news is that there was a uh, hang on. I think we should call this section uh, that we were right all the time. Oh, we were definitely right, right the whole fucking time. Right. <laughs> that should be the name. That, You're that's right. That should be yeah. the name of this. <laughs> and so there's a new study that shows lockdowns had little or no impact on COVID-19 deaths. What a surprise. Like fucking. Now, this is a new analysis by the researchers at Johns Hopkins University. So you right. can't... Right, yeah, 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 hang on a second. It's Johns Hopkins University, uh, part of the people that were, you know, in the, the Fauci, uh, Fauci-verse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, definitely putting out exactly what the CDC wanted, exactly what Fauci wanted. These are not some fringe organization. These are the guys right in the middle of trust the science. Yeah. Okay. And this is what the researchers wrote. We find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, and limited ga- limiting gatherings have had a noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality, the researchers wrote. What a shock. This is proof, I mean smoking gun proof, that this, the government response in its totality has been an utter failure. Well, wait a second. I have a question, though. Is Johns Hopkins now going to be canceled for misinformation? <laughs> You'd think, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. And, you know, folks, we, we, we said it all, all along. And actually, we didn't even go so far as to say it would have no effect whatsoever, which is essentially what, what Johns Hopkins is saying. They say the data does not show that it had any significant effect whatsoever. And we even said that like 0.02. Yeah, we even said that it, it might have some effect, but what our but we thought it was a minor effect. And and what we were saying is that the consequences of the lockdowns in no way um, were uh, worth 
the minor uh, potential improvement that you would get from you know uh, less COVID infections, less COVID deaths. Yeah, yeah. And it, it turns out that uh, you know we were even more right than we thought we were. Oh, absolutely, we were more right than we thought we were. Right. So this says early on, many states in hundred and one hundred eighty six countries imposed bans on work, socialization, in in school, spur, uh, in school in-person schooling, travel, and other restrictions to limit the spread of the disease, citing recommendations by top healthcare experts. Researchers at the Imperial College of London, for example, predicted that such steps could reduce death rates by up to 98%. That never happened, according to uh, the new study research uh, by researchers Stephen Hankey, Jonas Herbie, and Lars Jungen at Johns Hopkins. Right. Overall, we conclude that lockdowns are not an effective way of reducing mortality rates during a pandemic, at least not during the first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, they wrote. They examined deaths early during the pandemic and determined that by end of the lockdown period studied in May, 20, May 20th of 2020, a total of 97,881 people had died of COVID-19 in the U.S. And approximately... All right, quit reading. Okay, we wait. get the point. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, and, and another article is, uh, you know, two years into the pandemic, politicians still getting tripped up over coronavirus restrictions. Yeah. You know? Well, because I, they're... They know. They knew all along what we knew. Yes. You know? They realized it, whether they, they had the, the data or, um, you know, whether they just knew it intuitively, uh, like I think a lot of people did. Um, they just, you know, they keep getting busted. They're not wearing masks uh, when they're telling people to wear masks. They're having parties when uh, they're telling people not to have gatherings. Uh, they're, you know, going out and about and doing their daily life when they're putting other people on lockdown. And again, it's, it's uh, you know, they make the rules and then don't follow them. And it's just many, many examples of this. And a couple of examples are, you know, you've got, uh, well, uh, Boris Johnson is probably the biggest, biggest example. The UK has been on, you know, damn near total lockdown, and he's having parties every weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mask-free parties. Yeah. You know? uh, then you've got the uh, uh, who was it? The uh, uh, Georgia gubernatorial uh, candidate uh, Stacey Abrams. You know, <laughs> she's pushing for the lockdowns, pushing for the masks, and she goes and takes a picture with a bunch of elementary school kids who Georgia is forcing to mask themselves, and she's not masked. Now, hold on a second. It's worse than that on the on the Stacey Abrams ones. Oh, is it? She wouldn't go there unless they were unless they ensured that every children was wearing a mask. <laughs> you got to be kidding! No, me. and then she didn't wear a mask, and then she didn't wear a mask, and when she was called out on it, she claimed that anybody that was saying that was racist. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. She is such a horrible fucking human being. It's oh not my even funny, god! By the way. Yeah, I mean, how do, how do they you... end up now? Now, I will say this: another part of this story is the person that put posted the picture on her social media, like her social media manager, right. was fired for this. Oh yeah, and they they took the oh picture they fired down. the social media person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, it, not not her. You know, it couldn't be her no. fault. You know, not for doing it, not for saying the kids have to be masked, but I'm not going to be. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they uh, they fired the one for posting the picture. Yeah, and, and, and another classic it, politician move. And if you look at the picture, literally every student, parent, teacher that's in the picture is masked. Yep, and she is in the middle of this picture, right up front, <laughs> yeah. with no fucking mask on, yeah. like the arrogance of this fucking bitch is not even is not oh, even funny it, and hey, i will say hey, that, stop being racist yeah why are you she racist? is gonna lose this election so badly right now it's not even funny by yeah, the way. well she deserves to because she, she they they are gonna they're they are tor- she ended hey. up now she ended up having to apologize yeah 
She ended up having to apologize. And they all do the same thing. It's like, well, we were doing all of this, and then all of a sudden, then, you know, I took the picture, and, you know. Yeah, of like, course. It's arrogance. You only did it because you want people to see your face. Right. That's oh, it. Yeah, yeah. No, she, she, she was doing a, you know, a photo op. Yeah. You know. That, it, that's exactly what it was. It was a photo Total op. Total photo op. No, it was yeah. a Black History Month photo op. She's right. in there teaching kids about black history, which, right. hey, that's cool. I, you know, I don't have a problem with that per yeah. se. What I have a problem with is the fact that you wanted to get a photo op with these kids, so you didn't really care about the kids. No. And you just decided, I'm props. not going to wear a mask. They, yeah. were, they were props. Right. It's a very good way to look at it. Well, that's uh, basically to politicians. That's all we all are. Yeah. You know, we're, uh, you know, chattel and props. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all we are. Now, you see across the country right now that the mask mandates are all going away now because of this. That's because the people have turned. The American people are done. Just done. They are done. And yeah. the politicians, especially in the blue states, realize that they are in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anybody that was supportive of the of the mask. Well, not anybody. A lot of people that were supportive of the mandates are in real trouble right now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just one of those things where, and for them to come out and say, well, the science has changed, the science didn't change at all. There's no science that changed in any of this. The only thing that changed was Popular the public opinion. said, fuck yeah. you, we're not doing this shit anymore. Right. And so they go, well, it's time for, you know, we've beat it now, so let's, you know, take our masks off and this right. and this. Right, Like, And the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is now that it's coming out, that the the masks weren't really effective, that the lockdowns weren't really effective, that none of this really mattered. Those people that got canceled for saying that six months ago or a year ago are still canceled. Yes. You know? Yeah. Even though they were all right. Yeah. You know? And it doesn't matter anymore in this world. It's just the feelings at the time. God, I, I you know, I, it, it just, it frustrates me to no end that there is no logic anymore there is no reason anymore it's like you know minute by minute we have this emotional view and that emotional view changes minute by minute and we're all supposed to hop on board with it and ignore all the objective reality about everything yeah and that's the way the entire world operates today we are look the the, i i i can't function in this world your politicians and your mainstream media have been gaslighting you for years. Oh, God, but it's so intense now. It's even more so. Oh, yeah. And that's, look, and this is why that they're having to do, like, that they're doing all of the different stuff that they're doing right now. Because if you look at it, there was another Washington Post article, Global Freedoms that have have hit a dismal record low with pandemic restrictions making things worse, the report says. The, the reports are coming out now that are showing you that the government response to this is the thing that's caused the most damage. It is not the virus itself. Right. It is the government Another thing response we were saying from day one. And yeah, exactly right. Right. Yeah. We we have been proven right, and and, and, and in this, turn, and we're the, disinformation. <laughs> right. Yes. Like we're the disinformation. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, it, it's uh, we, we and they have no shame. We are. We have entered such an Orwellian world at this point. You know, and, you know, we can still, you know, running the risk of being canceled like, uh, you know, Joe Rogan, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. But, you know, we run the risk of being canceled for for saying these sort of things, just like anyone else who is saying them. But the reality of the situation is, is we live in this Orwellian world where, you know, we at least still have some freedom of speech to say these things. But it's it's becoming less and less. It's it's the 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 government, the um, corporate narrative uh, is is becoming the the one view that you can have. And, uh, you know, I, I say we, we still 
currently have freedom of speech. That's not necessarily uh, going to be the case for much longer, especially considering what uh, the Department of Homeland Security is now doing. Yeah, this is way worse than just being canceled now. Yes, yeah. This is taking uh, canceled up to an entirely new level. Yeah. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security has uh, just put out a bulletin uh, this past week uh, titled A Summary of Terrorism Threat to the U.S. Homeland. And uh, the, I'm going to go ahead and read a, a couple of lines from here. The United yeah. States remains in a heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading, infor- uh, false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis, dis, and malinformation introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. So now the Department of Homeland Security is making a priority of combating mis, dis, and malinformation as potentially acts of terrorism. Yes. I mean, that... Folks, if you're not horrified by that, uh, then, you know, basically totalitarianism is already won. You know, this is... <laughs> no, no, you got to keep reading, dude. Yeah, uh, go ahead. You read some. All right. These threat actors seek to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest which could potentially inspire acts of violence. Listen to what they just said right there. Right. Like that right there in and of itself. You got to remember that's who the is connection. Putting the, who's putting the misinformation out really though? Well, it's so far it's it's been proven to be both uh, government and corporate interests. Yes, you know, mash casualty attacks and other acts of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders and small groups, normally led by FBI informants. Um, well, that's not said in there. Um, acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation. While the conditions underlying the heightened threat landscape have not significantly changed over the last year, the convergence of the following factors has increased the volatility, unpredictability, and complexity of the threat environment. One, the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in the U.S. government institutions. Two, continued calls for violence directed at U.S. critical infrastructure, soft targets, and mass gatherings. Faith-based institutions faith such based. as yeah, faith-based institutions such as churches, synagogues, and mosques, institutions of higher education, racial and religious minorities, government facilities, and personnel, including law enforcement and the military, the media, and perceived ideological opponents. And three calls by foreign terrorist organizations for attacks on the United States based on recent events. Okay, now um, so you you may be wondering what they're considering mis dis, dis and malinformation. I'll read further down in the document. Here we go. This is a quote. For example, there is widespread online proliferation of false or misleading narratives regarding unsubstantiated widespread election fraud. Okay, maybe some of that's unsubstantiated, but it's still not terrorism. And COVID-19. Yes. They got to put them both in there. Right, right. So so what we're saying is basically everything that we were saying in the past that is now all proven to be true based on the data— is mis, mal, and uh, disinformation. Mm-hmm. And we are potentially terrorists for having those opinions. Yes. I, I, it, There's no other way to look at it than that. You know, and here's, here's what I want to know. 
Where's the ACLU going to come in in this? Where's all these uh, you know freedom of speech organizations going to come in on this? Well, I'm the ACLU is going to be in favor of it, uh, probably. Because the ACLU has been taken over. Yeah, I mean, the ACLU is, du- is dead. Yeah, yeah. And you know, which is sad, by the way, folks. We are at this pace. I project that within ten years we will be China. Yeah, you know, we will be in the the same position. <laughs> yeah, look, I wrote an entire book dedicated to this. So the Cassandra Trigger available on Amazon.com or anywhere fine books are sold. Yes, um, but you know, it's just <laughs> this is a step by step by step progression. It's so easy to see if you just follow the algorithm that is reality. Yeah, you know, it, this is just where we're going. And every week, it seems, we have some other example of this. And this isn't, you know, again, we're not we're not going to con- crazy conspiracy theory sites. No. Hold we're on. Literally Where did we find this one at? DHS.gov. Yeah. Yeah. We're reading directly from the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, in fact, uh, it's uh, the National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin dated February 7th, 2022. Yeah. yeah I, that's what we're reading, you know. And well, hold on. And now, and if that doesn't terrify you, I don't know what is. Let's go into what else can terrify you, by the way. Okay. CIA secretly collected bulk data on American citizens. Senators say. Another thing we've been telling you about for years. And again, it's it's so years obvious that they're this. doing this. Right. Two senators said the Central Intelligence Agency have been secretly collecting bulk information on American citizens without without congressional oversight. The two senators, Ron Wyden of Oregon, which I will say on civil liberties, Ron Wyden actually is pretty good. Yeah. And Martin Henrick of New Mexico expressed alarm in an April 13th letter to Averill Hayes, the director of the National Intelligence, and William Burns, the director of the CIA. The agency said programs involve counterterrorism, intelligence-related activities that operate under Executive Order 12333. It also announced that portions... Which Reagan wrote, by the way. Yeah. It also announced that portions of the report on the programs were being declassified according to a statement on Thursday. Right. So hang on a second. So essentially this has been going on for 40 years. Mm-hmm. 40 years this has been going on. Now, the one thing that's a little surprising here is that the CIA was doing it because the American people always believed that the CIA was only, uh, well, actually, the the CIA's uh, congressional limits are they only have the authority to um, you know, engage in espionage on foreign uh, citizens and in foreign states, mm-hmm. they have zero. In fact, they are prohibited from uh, performing any surveillance or investigation of U.S. citizens. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Yet they've been doing it for forty years. And here's the thing: if you want to talk about what misinformation is, right? Let <laughs> right. me give you an example. Let me give you an example yeah. right here. So the agency said CIA recognizes and takes very seriously our obligation to respect the privacy and civil liberties of U.S. persons in the in the conduct of our vital national security mission and conducts our activities, including collection activities, in compliance with U.S. law, Executive Order 12333, and our Attorney General guidelines, Christian Scott, CIA's Privacy and Civil Liberties Officer, said in an emailed statement. CIA is committed to transparency, consistent with our obligation to protect intelligence sources and methods. If that's not the biggest fucking group of lies and bullshit and misinformation that, that you've right ever seen. That right there is mis, dis, and malinformation. That is just completely, that's propaganda. Oh, it's pure. It's just pure fucking propaganda. Pure and utter propaganda. And yeah. so, like, again, there's one, there is a solution to this. The elimination of the CIA and, and, and Homeland Security. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Gone. Entirety. Bye. Yeah. Don't need them. Don't, don't, don't need them. them. Don't yeah. want them. And the NSA, you know. Yeah. I, actually, you know what? Let's just go with the complete elimination of the federal government. 
I mean, at this uh, point, uh, I don't see another option. Uh, again, honestly, if you're listening to this out there, I really want you to, at this point in time, in 2022, I want you to take a look at the federal government and ask yourself, what are the pros of con and cons of it existing? Yeah. And, I, you know, if I think if you're a rational, reasonable, logical human being, you'll find out that the cons far outweigh the pros. Yes. I, I mean, it, there's... For me, it, it, it's not even close. Now, some people have their, their pet things and, and things like that, but I think that even for the average person, it's got to be getting to the point where the cons outweigh the pros. Yeah. You know? If you're paying attention. Yeah, at all. <laughs> you know. So Now, let me get into this part, though, because, again, how far are they going down with this stuff? The Biden administration is in possession of nearly one billion records detailing American citizens' firearm purchases, far more than Congress and the public had been made aware of, according to new information from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. Right. The ATF disclosed to lawmakers that it manages a database of 920 million 664,765 firearm purchase records, including both digital and hard copy versions of these transactions. When a licensed gun store goes out of business, its private records detailing gun transactions becomes ATF's property and are stored at a federal site in West Virginia. The practice has contributed to the fears of gun advocacy groups and Second Amendment champions in Congress that the federal government is creating a national database of gun owners, which violates longstanding federal statutes. Okay, and here's the thing, folks. They told you, they told all of us from day one that they would never create a database, that the background checks, as soon as they did the background checks, they get destroyed, you know, just they give an approval and that's it. Um, they promised there would never be any federal gun registry, nothing like that. Um, and basically, the ATF kind of kept their word on that, except they found a loophole. What happens to the records when a gun store goes out of business? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we'll just keep those because Congress didn't say we specifically say we couldn't do that. That's right. And that's what all these government agencies do. So now let's just let's just bring it all home here. Okay, bring it home, Wiley. Bring it home. So now um, we're we're basically everyone out there who now has been saying that covid uh, is, uh, you know, uh, not as bad or, you know, the lockdowns don't work or the masks don't work or anything or that like that. Or just getting the shot means you can still get infected, if you even right. make that statement. Right, right. Um, or if you uh, thought that uh, <laughs> that the virus actually originated in the Wuhan lab and leaked or was maybe intentionally released, funded by the U.S. government and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Pfizer. Oh, and by the way, Pfizer, one of the funders of the actual um, transition uh, from animals to humans of the coronavirus, uh, specifically SARS-CoV-2, uh, that turned into COVID, um, they made $52 billion last year. Yes. Uh, just letting you know that. Just throwing that out there. But anyway, if you say that any of those racist, things, way, I'm sure that was racist. Um, if you say any of those things, according to the Department of Homeland Security, um, you know, you are spreading mis, dis, or malinformation. Yeah. Which okay. mal is the new one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What is mal? Just bad information? 
Yeah, uh, mal means bad. I mean, that's... They defined know. all three. There is a definition for all three. We don't have to go into it. No, we don't they have to go into suck. it. But uh, the, the point is, is so now you're a potential terrorist mm-hmm. uh, because if you do those things, uh, you're probably going to commit violence against the United States yeah. government, which their words, that's what they're saying. Yeah. And now we found out uh, that not only does the ATF have a registry of your guns, uh, the CIA has also been spying on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... Between all the government agencies, and all you got to do is they'll do a stupid FISA warrant that'll go through, and they will get everything. Well, the CIA hasn't even been following the FISA rules. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The NSA has had to follow those, supposedly, but then they get bulk FISA warrants and just say, oh, yeah, we can wiretap everyone in this city. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's how they do it. Everyone that was in within five miles of, you know, Times Square. Yeah. You know. Not to mention that the stingrays are all over the place around the country, and those things are connected to it as well. Right, right. And uh, this is not conspiracy theory. No, this is what they're doing. Yeah, I know. And that's and here's the thing: we we started our radio show, our original radio show, uh, Liberty Underground, in 2009. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. and we were talking about this stuff then, and people, all of this stuff. And people would come up to us and say, I don't know, man, that's pretty far out there. I can't believe it. And now it's just like, um, the, the the thing that blows my mind is I'm still just as angry and pissed off about it as I was, you know, years ago. Yeah. You know, but when I talk to people now, talking about the same type of things, they're like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? Let's get into this. I, I heard this on the way here. Flu hospitalizations hit decade plus a decade plus high for October. Right. Now, I'm trying to figure out exactly where the scam is in this article. Okay. Or where the where the problem is. So, in this they're talking about basically how um hospitals are now becoming overwhelmed with flu patients. Right. Now, I have a theory here. My first theory on this is when you lock everybody, you remember how you heard from years before or a couple years, like since COVID, that flu cases have gone down tremendously, right? I don't think they really did. Okay, so maybe they didn't really. Right. However, because everybody was putting masks on and all right. this other stuff, that uh, transmission probably was down or something along those lines, right? I honestly think that they were probably just uh, misdiagnosing a lot of flu Okay. As COVID. Okay. Yeah. So it, well, now it's back. So right. now they can actually diagnose it as the flu now. Right. That's the first thing. But the second thing is, is that there's a lot, there's, cause there's, there's a, a, a DMX. I don't remember the name of the other, there's some other disease that's on the rise that was part of this. Right. That these things are increasing now with COVID. But I think that the reason that they're increasing is because everybody had locked down for so long and now everybody's getting back into your normal thing. And that your normal immunization that you would get from, you know, like from getting things from each other went away for a couple of years. And now that starts something to come back. There may be something to that, but I don't think that's the uh, overriding driver of it. I, I think probably, um, you know, so it hit a decade plus high. Eh, yeah. So there's a 10 percent chance every year that it's going to be a decade plus high. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So again, it's it's there may be a little to that, but uh, once again, I think that uh, this article is probably just sponsored by Pfizer. Well, <laughs> get on. your and flu vaccine. Hold on, and that's the other thing. <laughs> I think that this article, and in fact, it was on NPR, is the way to try to scare people into going and get the flu vaccine. Uh, yeah, it's look. It, 
here's what you have to understand is the pharmaceutical industry has realized that, you know, they can make just a shit ton of money on vaccines and boosters and all that. Like, for example, I was watching Jeopardy the other night, and I occasionally like to watch Jeopardy. The entire thing was sponsored by Moderna. And the, the, the literally, they're pushing, like, in thing. It was like Jeopardy. It wasn't like just the ads were all Moderna, which they were, but it was like Jeopardy sponsored by Moderna. So it was like this special show that they did uh, sponsored by, and it was like, get your booster, get your booster. Yeah, COVID's not going away. Get your booster. And the, the fact of it is, is Moderna's profits are, you know, just falling off a cliff because everyone's done with COVID. And that was even one of their ads. You know, we're all done with COVID, but, <laughs> but. You can't take the risk. You got to go out there and get the booster. And, and so it's, it's, you have to understand that when you see articles like this, you have to take them with a complete grain of salt. There's probably some truth in them, but they're spun in such a way that does benefit the pharmaceuticals because the pharmaceuticals are paying the, the media outlets billions of dollars uh, to fund this. And when the CDC and the FDA come out with all these things, you have to remember that the, the pharmaceutical industry is, is paying, directly paying the CDC and the FDA billions of dollars. Well, because their marketing people are the same people. Yeah. Yeah, and again, just this, like we talked about last week, it's well on record. It is. It is funny how this used to be like in the realm of conspiracy theory, but now it's it's like they're openly admitting these God, things. So in the open. Yeah, it, it, it's like you know, it, literally, the FDA came out and said that uh, over one billion dollars per year of their budget is provided directly by the pharmaceutical industries. Yeah, you know. So if hey, hold on, remember what Biden said when the hurricane was coming. The most important thing you could do was to get vaccinated. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That is, without a I doubt, don't... the stupidest shit I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. You I... dumbass fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You have to understand that. The world we live in today, it's, it's a complete collusion between government and a big business. And, and the two are almost you know, inseparable at this part point, you know, between the, um, you know, funding each other left and right, trading all the kickbacks back and forth, uh, sharing all the information so that, uh, you know, government can get around, uh, all these, uh, you know, uh, unfortunate little, uh, constitutional hurdles, uh, that sort of yeah. thing. It, it's just a complete collusion of it. So anytime you see news coming at you, you have to say, okay, what part of this is the government propaganda? What part of this is the corporate propaganda? And what part of this is the truth? And that's really what you need to, to like, everything you see needs to be evaluated through that lens. Yeah. And it, there's always a ratio in almost all cases, not in 100% of cases, but in almost all cases, there's a ratio of government propaganda, there's a uh, ratio of, of corporate pop propaganda, and then there's a ratio of truth. And the, the trick is just figuring out which is which. Yeah. I'm not paying you, though. <laughs> no, then I'm not picking you up, then. Oh, I mean, well, you got to understand how this works. I, I don't think you fully comprehend the, the, the capitalistic nature of this. Yeah, I, I don't get the whole capitalistic thing. You know, I guess it's, not. Yeah, because I'm such a dyed in died in the wool communist you know and just uh, i mean you know i mean think it, all that should be uh, provided, there's some people that would provide it to me by the state there's some people that would believe that yeah, yeah. there's enough clips so. to prove it actually now you've made enough uh enough jokes on the air that we can you have know, a, a history of you being a socialist you, you know the the funny thing is is the way that i deadpan so many jokes like that 
that if you were <laughs> if you were to put together a collage, you could you could turn me into like the world's biggest communist. You could turn me into like a freaking Nazi. You could turn me into a, a racist. Whatever you wanted. A freeloader. To. Whatever. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, there's a uh, I, maybe I should start you know uh, put, put saying J.K. at just <laughs> no no fuck it fuck it no let him. Well, one thing I, I think there should be a shirt with your face that says government cheese on it. I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I would wear that shirt. <laughs> wear the fuck out of that shirt. You know, I had a guy this morning. I'm uh, stopping in a convenience store, and he he asked me, um, "How long has your beard been growing?" And just out of the blue, I'm you know standing in line at, at a convenience store. He asked me. Seems how. like a legitimate question, though. You know, and uh, but my <laughs> my first response to him was going to be puberty. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, no, this guy's asking how long it took for my beard to get, yeah. you know, this length. So I say, yeah, a couple of years, you know. But I just, it, it's funny, my first reaction to people in almost every situation is just, smart ass. Is just to be a smart ass, yeah. you know. And I decided not to in that case, but, you know, still. Uh, but uh, anyway, something that actually really pissed me off oh. this week really pissed Hold me on. Did it involve animals in your backyard? Uh, it did involve my backyard, but not animals in this okay. case. All well, right. animals of the human variety. So um, I, I look out my front one window, and I see my wife um, talking to one of my neighbors, right? Uh, which is a very common occurrence, you know, so I didn't think anything of it. Um, but it was uh, this neighbor, these people from New York, I think they're from Brooklyn, in fact, um, and, and they... I'm sure they're decent people. Um, it, it, they're fine people. They just annoy the fuck out of me. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Okay. It, it just, it, it, there's certain New Yorkers that I love, and there's certain New Yorkers that just grate me the wrong way. And the, I can understand this. These are in the latter category. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so she's out there talking to them, and I notice her going around the side of the house and stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, what the hell is that all about? So she comes in, and I said, hey, what was going on out there? She goes, oh, he was looking for his drone, and he thinks it crashed in our backyard. <laughs> the GPS on his drone was showing that it crashed in his backyard. And she just says that nonchalantly. And my first reaction to that the was, you got a drone what the fuck are you doing with a drone in my backyard? You know? And, I, and not only thinking that, it, it turns out that it was like in the corner where four lots come together. And it wasn't back there. It's a good thing because I would have smashed that fucking thing if I had found it. Um, but uh, it, it, I guess it was over the other side of the fence somewhere. I, I don't know what eventually happened to it. But I'm thinking, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to fly the drone over the backyard of the guy who literally wrote a book about how to take drones down? <laughs> you know? Yeah. The Cassandra Trigger, available on Amazon. That's true. Um, but, you know, it's it's like unbelievable did he not see all the antennas on top of my roof that are 2.4 and 5.8 gigahertz jammers you know i mean what the hell are you thinking flying a drone over my house of course it's gonna crash yeah you know? oh do you think that's what caused it to crash of course it did i've got drone jammers on my roof 
<laughs> Hold on. So at the end of the day, this drone crashing was your fault. No, that's not true. I, I wish I did. Oh. <laughs> I know how to, but I haven't yet. But now I'm thinking actually well, about doing it. Now you're going yeah, to. I think I'm going to. Yeah, now I, you're going to. I think I'm going to. The only problem is it's going to knock out everyone's Wi-Fi in the neighborhood when I when I turn it on. Oh, <laughs> so, you can't do that. Yeah, man. that's that's kind of the downside of it because that's you know basically how it works. They operate on the, the same frequencies as uh you know the 2.4 gigahertz band and and uh, well they also operate in 5.8 gigahertz which is probably okay for 5 gigahertz wi-fi but you know anyway it's it's going to be disruptive you know <laughs> eighth of a mile is going to say hey the internet's out <laughs> now is it possible that you can put them up there and then with a flick of a switch turn it on and off yeah you can burst it but the problem is is it it, it doesn't like break the drone it just interrupts the communication with its transceiver the controller yeah and most of the drones are programmed if they lose that communication uh to return to uh, their base station or whatever, or to just land themselves so they don't crash. Uh, but if you disrupt it the right way, and if you can interrupt their GPS signal, uh, then you can usually crash them. Okay. So, all right, well. And yes, I, I know how to do all this. I'm just not currently doing it because it is illegal. Um, but, you know, can you believe that? Son of a bitch flying a drone over my backyard. I mean, there's here's the thing. They're so prevalent now right? that you could be anywhere and there's drones going on. Oh, I know. I know. Like drones are gonna, it's gonna be permeating the skies at a certain point. Well, I'm I'm actually thinking about creating a handheld with a Yagi antenna, you know, so I can at least uh, instead of having a broad spectrum jammer, a, a localized jammer, you know, like a kind of like a like a pointed a, a way. drone jamming gun, yeah, type of thing, um, you know. But uh, again, that's also illegal. So I'm speaking, of course, hypothetically here. But yeah, I don't don't fly fucking drones over my backyard, dude. Now, you know? when your wife told you, did she realize? No, see, see that's the thing. It's, it, she's like, oh, well, let's help you find your drone, you know. And for me, my first reaction was like, you motherfucker, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, because seriously, if 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 I was the one who was out there talking to him, it would have been a very unpleasant conversation for him. Yeah. You know. Uh, because my first thought is, what the fuck you think you're doing flying a drone over my backyard? Yeah. And my second thing is, if that thing is in my backyard, you ain't getting it back. Because I'm going to kill it. <laughs> That's right. It's about to and I don't give a shit if I'm not invited to your Halloween party yeah. next year. I'm going <laughs> to fucking office space that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without question. That's Without fucking question. beat. Can you believe that shit? All right. So you, you also put in here in the beginning in the personal story segment of the show that you have a new business plan well it's not so much a a, 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 a personal story but uh, as we know this week there was a a leak out of the supreme court of a draft of a um a, a, a majority opinion that roe v wade will likely be overturned yes and you know that's going to trigger making abortion illegal in several states across the country and some other states are probably going to push uh, abortion restrictions yeah. to an extreme limit because so. this legislation is already passed it's they consider it to be called like i think trigger legislation or something like correct that. yeah so they, they a lot of states i think there's 15 states that basically have trigger legislation that if roe v wade is overturned then abortion becomes illegal in their state yeah okay um which uh from my perspective is an absolutely wonderful thing um, but probably for different reasons than for most people who, who like this idea, even though I have to say that um, I was actually born prior to Roe v. Wade in 1974. 
And I think there's a high probability I wouldn't exist if abortion was legal <laughs> around the time of my birth. So I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, I was I was kind of the product of a uh, a short term shotgun wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so having said that, but I thought, OK, well, this, uh, you know, the Roe being, being overturned presents a, a fantastic business opportunity. Okay? All right. So here's my plan. We set up an abortion cruise line. Okay. So what we do is we offer an abortion cruise. We, all you have to do is go 24 miles offshore and there's no more law. So it can't be illegal because you're in international waters and only international law applies. So at that point, set up a, a clinic on a cruise ship and you just, you know, go on a nice little cruise and all that. Now, a lot of people say, yeah, but Adrian. You know, a lot of these women are in dire straits. They can't afford the cost of a cruise. I got a plan for that, too. There's a whole bunch of incel males out there, okay, guys who can't get laid to save their lives, right? Okay. What we do is we set it up so half of the cruise is women wanting to get abortion, and the other half of the cruise is desperate men. And the desperate men sponsor anonymously one uh, woman seeking an abortion. Now, during the cruise, once you sign up for the cruise, you kind of got like this Match.com app, so you can swipe right on different people on the cruise. Now, the woman is under no obligation to swipe right with anyone, but it gives the guys the opportunity to maybe get that swipe right while they're on the cruise. You know, So the cruise lasts seven days. The first five days are regular cruise. Okay, Women are there free. It's like ladies' night at the bar. Okay, And on the sixth day... They decide whether or not they want to have the abortion. Maybe there's a chance they met, uh, you know, some some guy that, you know, there was a, a a connection there, and maybe they decide to keep the kid, or maybe they don't meet anyone or don't have no intention of meeting anyone, just go there, you know, relax for a few days and have an abortion, or maybe they just hook up with some casual sex, and the guy is happy that you know he got the opportunity. So I think that really could be a functional business model. <laughs> here's the thing so in the beginning of the story when you first start talking about the cruise thing like it sounds at that point like somewhat of a reasonable thing right like you're almost like well that's an outside of the box thinking and then when you stick the fucking incel on it <laughs> that's when you just went fucking gay frog well here's the thing that's the problem is because a lot of women who are in this situation don't have the means to pay for a, a cruise they don't even have the means to travel out of state to get the abortion you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this gives the opportunity for them to have an all-inclusive, you know, paid, essentially, vacation and abortion. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it basically with no strings attached, you know, they don't have to match with anyone. They don't have to be interested in anyone. They can just go and say, I'm going to sit by the Hold pool. On. Hold on. So is this so you have carnival right carnival royal right. caribbean right and then so is it going to be like the uss planned parenthood uh, maybe maybe it could be i think disney could get behind this <laughs> the uss suction disney cruise oh dude okay now you're getting a little gross here dude <laughs> but yeah i mean again i'm bringing this up as kind of a bit but the more I think, actually, this sounds like a legit idea. The more I think I get, about like, it, minus the incel thing and minus that thing, because you know people are gonna look. There's gonna be look what you're gonna what you're what you're so, what you're starting to see right now, and this is kind of right. in the middle of this of this discussion. But what you're starting to see right now is companies are going to pay to 
send the women that want to have abortions to the place to get the abortion. Of course they will. It's a lot cheaper than maternity leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's exactly right. So right. I think that you're I think instead of the incel market, you should go after like the Amazons and the That's a good and the Starbucks. That's a good point. Yeah, we could do that too. And Tesla. So have corporate sponsors yeah, for it. I, and you know what? This one probably didn't get too much play, but Tesla has said that they are going to do that for their But for their here's women the thing. Too, if, if someone's working for Tesla, chances are they have the means to go out of state and get an abortion anyway if they need to. I, I you know what I'm saying? I'm sure that most of them do. Yeah, or someone working for Amazon. I mean, they're not like destitute. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's a great plan all around. Welcome back. Hour number two is some podcast. I'm somebody. There's another dude here, and that's some shitty music for you. All right, here we go. <laughs> wow, what an intro, Adrian! You yeah. did such a good uh, job on that intro. Yeah, I got to give you. I'm, I'm, I got to give you so much credit. I just got to be reminded that I'm, my mom told me not to be mean to you. I'm sweating. Get <laughs> me through this, man. <laughs> just get me through this, or I'm just going to lay my head down on the desk and sleep through the rest of the fucking show, man. Oh, come on, Big oh, Wiley. God. Oh. All right, welcome, welcome in there, subscribers. Dollar number two. Um, so let me let's get right into it, though. Another example of government sucking at math but being awesome at extortion. Yeah. Lead foot drivers beware! New York City speed cameras are now operate twenty four seven. Could have been another we told you so moment, but, you know, we'll go with that. Right. Because speed cameras were the next thing after red light cameras, which what we said. Right. We said that. Yeah. And once they, they're always they're going to install them for the children first. And that's what they did in New York. Installed them at school zones. And they started with a few school zones. And now they're at all school zones. And now they're moving out from school zones. And now they're running during non-school hours. But I found some really interesting contradictions in this story. Um, and I, I'm going to take... A couple of things from the article, and thank God I wrote all this out, or I'd never be able to do this without <laughs> so many notes. But from the article, it says, Previously, the cameras only monitored roadways between the hours of 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. On weekdays, through, uh, though 31% of the traffic-related deaths in those areas took place when the cameras were off according to the uh, City Department of Transportation. So this is New York City. So the, what they're saying is the cameras were on from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., Monday through Friday. Okay, They were turned off at night and turned off on Saturday and Sunday. And they said that 31% of the, uh, uh, the traffic-related deaths took place when the cameras were off. Yeah. All right. From a purely statistical point of view, the hours that the cameras were off was 36% of the time, but only represented 31% of the traffic-related deaths. 69% of the deaths took place during the 64% of the time that the cameras were on. So, essentially, that means that the roads were 14% safer with the cameras off. But, you're probably thinking, yeah, but there's less cars on the road during the weekend and nights. And Okay. So let's just put that one aside for a minute, okay? It's, off, so, it's off to the so, side. So if you want to discount that, that the reason more fatalities happened during that time, you know, it was because there's just more cars on the road. And and the fact that, you know, 31% of the fatalities were happening during those times were because, you know, ah, that's night, it, you know, it's blah, 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 whatever. All right, so 
Here's the next uh, uh, snippet from the article that I want to talk about. Traffic fatalities have been on the rise with 142 people killed on New York City streets through last Thursday. That represents a 20% increase from 2019, the year before the pandemic hit and disrupted normal traffic patterns, according according to DOT data. So, again, (laughs) we... We have more statistical data that shows that the traffic cameras have had a negative effect on traffic fatalities. 610 of uh, the city's 750 camera monitored speed zones were installed in late 2019 and early 2020. Therefore, since that time, traffic fa- fatalities have increased by 20% since their widespread deployment. So, you're telling me this is for safety? If you're looking at it from a a purely analytical point of view, it would be hard to argue that these cameras make it safer, and there's actually a good argument that they make it less safe. But there's one more thing. Here's another uh, bit from the article. Across the city, 2,000 speed cameras monitor 750 school zones. In 2020, speed cameras caught drivers speeding 4,000, or or, I'm sorry, 4 million 397,375 times, according to the most recent data available outlined in a DOT report. Okay, so these 750 or these 2,000 cameras at 750 locations issued 4.4 million tickets, we'll just say, okay? At an average speeding ticket for 10 miles over the speed limit in New York is, is $200. So that is actually $316 million in annual revenue. That right there is why they have is the, the one and only reason that they have the cameras. Because if they were actually relying on just purely safety data, at best, at best, it would be negligible. And if you read deeper into the data, I think you're going to find that it may actually have had, the speeding cameras have may actually have had a negative effect. And how could that happen? You say. Well, because of natural human instincts, kind of like what they found is there was a lot more rear-end collisions at red light camera locations because people were so freaked out about running that red light a little bit that they were locking up the brakes and causing rear-end collisions. Yeah, just like yeah. the red light cameras. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. It's just, so it's, it's going to be a lot of those same type effects of unintended consequences of putting these in for people's safety and they don't actually end up in, in safety. It's You know, it's just... It's funny when I read these type of articles and it's like, literally, the information that you're conveying in the story is the exact opposite of the spin you're trying to put on it. Yes. And all you have to do is read the article and maybe do a little research on the side. I mean, I had to do a little bit of research for this. But not much. But not much, you know. And it's just like, look, because they know that most people just read the, the the top of the article. They don't read into it and they don't give it any analytical look on it. They just use the top of the article in order to, you know, to to uh, uh, reinforce their previous biases. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So and that's look, that's why I have no more respect for the journalists either, though. Like you're obviously not doing this correctly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, are you are you that? Here's the thing. You're either too stupid and you shouldn't be a journalist because you're too stupid, or you're in on it, and in that way, we shouldn't trust you either way. Either way, you shouldn't be trusted. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Feeling a little, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, What? (laughs) Vaclimped? Is that an actual word? 
Yeah, look it up. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> the fact that you said a word that I don't know means you must have some word of the day app going on. No, I don't. Oh, come on. There's no way in hell that you just were, pulled the word verklempt. V- is that the word? Verklempt? Yeah, verklempt. It's spelled V-E-R-K-L-E-M-P-T. <laughs> oh, so it's German. Overcome with emotion. <laughs> okay. No, that's not how I'm feeling. <laughs> so did, did we but, start to show off with me knowing a word you didn't know? We did uh, for the first time ever. Do you but know what, what that is? That's actually a Saturday Night, a Saturday Night Live reference. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. So you remember when when Dana, no, when uh, Mike Myers would do like the old uh, like Jewish woman? Yeah, I remember the time I'm feeling a little bit Uh No, I, I don't actually recall that. But, uh, oh, wow, that's uh, amazing that that particular nugget stuck in your brain, but you don't actually know what an element is. <laughs> I mean, I choose to focus on what's important. <laughs> of course, of course. But, no, I, I, I was what I was going to say is I'm, I'm in a kind of... Melancholy. No, no, not, not even remotely. Uh, give me the fucking word then, guy. I'm going to say with more irreverent than usual uh, today. So, and, and I think that was. I a, actually just thought you were ungovernable based off. Of I am definitely ungovernable. Dirty looking shirt. Like that shirt never looks clean. <laughs> it as, always as it looks yeah. dirty. Yeah. And this is and actually. I don't like it. A, uh, a Florida punk band uh, by the name of Ungovernable. And they were kind enough to give me this shirt several years ago. And I have worn it uh, with much pride uh, for, for many, many years. So it, it has a lot of miles on this shirt. But uh, Yeah, it does. And uh, yeah. I, you I, got a lot of miles. I am feeling ungovernable today. There's that's only two that's things exactly, that are real, and that's the money and the miles. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So uh, what's going on, brother? All right. Um, you know, here's the thing. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I had a productive night last night with uh, my brother-in-law. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> oh, with your brother-in-law. Okay. All right. So, so we're. Which of your current side projects are we talking about today? Uh, so I'm actually going to talk about both side projects. Oh, all right. That, you know, why don't I just uh, you know go uh, take a break and you can just go ahead and and you know take away from you know, our show for all your you little asked me side what projects. What's going on? Yeah, but I meant within the context of our show. I didn't mean for you know to talk about well, your, just because you hate your, beer. Your beer. I love beer. Yeah. Okay. I whatever, dude. You hate beer. I, if, if I you like bourbon beer, a little th- better. If you but, loved beer, you know. then you would be going. Then you would, then you would be embracing this, but you're not. Yeah, you're no. choosing to ridicule it instead. I, I'm actually, not, first off, you make fun of me because you're like, "Well, you're never going to do it." And then when I start actually doing it, I, that's what it is. Hang on a second. I start doing it, and then you get mad because then you're like, "Oh fuck, he's going to do it." You know, I get mad at myself because if I just shut the hell up, you wouldn't actually do these things. Yeah, because the reason that you do these things are just to spite me. That's not true. It's not even true. <laughs> Wait a second. No, absolutely, without question, a part of your motivation for doing some of these things is the fact that I told you you'd, you'd never do it. All right, there might be a little bit to that. There might yeah. be a little bit to that. But we got we got the list of all fifty two the first fifty two breweries that right. we're going to do. Right, and we got the t- the first ten that we're going to do. We actually kind of laid out the first ten. So for people who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Alex's latest. Uh whatever endeavor uh you know he, he's coming up with is a a project to go around and review uh microbreweries across the state yes correct yep. yeah called florida brews travelers with ray ray which actually is a good name yes <laughs> with ray ray and john with ray ray and john um and uh yeah that sounds like an interesting gig and like i said I'd, i'll probably pop in on a few of them but i want no part in the general sounds like a lot of work type of thing 
Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. You're not do and that. I'm not going to do any of the back end work for you either. I know. So, oh, I know. know. No, I, no, I know all that. all on you. I know all that stuff. All yeah. I know is I got the first 10 figured out. Right. So we got Unrefined, Craft Life, Brighter Days, Cigar City, Marker 48, Woodwright, Cage, Dunedin, Escape, and Descent. Lovely. And there's a, you know what the funny thing is, is that we start, you know, I start, I wanted to put together like the first 52, right? Just to figure out what the year would look like. And literally other than a couple that I almost forced into the list, I don't have to leave the Tampa Bay area. Oh yeah. The Tampa Bay area. It's amazing how many fucking breweries, this how is, many good breweries. This is microbrew Mecca here. You know? I mean, do you think that other... Here's the thing. I know Orlando's got a bunch. Right. I know Jacksonville's got some, because we knew with some up there. Right. I know that Miami and them got a bunch down there. But, like, does everywhere in Florida have a bunch? Or, like, like is Tampa <laughs> no. that much of, of an outlier, or I, is Tampa the norm? No, I, well, I, I think that the Tampa Bay area was one of the... Uh, you know, nurseries of this whole concept because microbreweries have been around specifically in, in the Tampa Bay area for a, a long time. Yeah, like Dunedin Brewery's been around forever. Right. They were like one of the kind of the founders of the concept. Now, I'm sure there are a few others across the country, but, you know, these were the ones um, that really kind of set the pace for it. But I would say in this day and age, pretty much any, you know, even medium-sized city probably has several microbreweries that are, you know, making their own beer. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. So and okay, so that's that's enough on the brew side. So we're we're starting that one up. I got a whole template set up for that. We right. ironed out the name. We ironed out what the logo should look like. So I right. got to go on Fiverr and get the logos made up and stuff. But that part's been done. And the second thing is, I I will tape the first episode of the Midnight Rider podcast right. after the show today. Right, which is the the Uber. Uh, podcast that uh, you know Alex is telling all his Uber stories on, uh, which uh, I, if, if you're anything like me, uh, you're really sick and tired of hearing on this show. So it's kind of nice. That Here's the thing: most this is migrating to you, its own show. Yeah, well, it is migrating to its own show. However, it, a it, lot of people actually like to hear it. The is stories. it is nice to see that you're and if you once weren't so again, hateful, you'd be entertained by it. Using, <laughs> I am generally <laughs> generally your stories are good. Sometimes they get boring, but most of the time they're they're pretty decent. Uh, but I, I just want to say that out of the kindness of, of my heart, I'm allowing you to promote and uh, essentially segue these uh, both these endeavors uh, out of, uh, you know, out of my portion of this show. You know, so you're welcome. I mean, here's the thing. We can talk about this later on, but I actually would want to put all of it under one banner and I'm willing to share the revenue of the Midnight Rider podcast with the uh, uh, umbrella podcasting group association we could create. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So uh, our our standard. I'm sure that the Midnight Rider one's actually going to get way more listeners than our regular show. Uh, so our, our standard eighty twenty cut eighty for me twenty for but you. Fi- eighty twenty no. What that sixty forty? Just... Okay, I'll take sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Let me sign that down. Right. No, so, but I am because I I would think that these uh, additional side projects you're doing are guaranteed to bring in at least at least $50 a month. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. So I actually think the funny thing is about the Midnight Rider podcast, by the way. So here's what I think is going to happen. I'm literally going to gain audience one at a time. Because when I tell, <laughs> like when I tell people in the car that right. that's what I'm going to do, that they're like, oh, I'll totally listen to that. Oh, now hang on a second. Do they know that they're potentially going to be content? Well, yeah. 
I mean, they got. Here's the thing. I don't explicitly say that, but like, what? Hold on. What the fuck else you think I'm going to talk about? I'm though? thinking you're putting yourself in legal jeopardy here. Well, I talked about now, that you've with never John. Used actually, a name. though, you've well, never and used, I won't ever use names. Yeah. So unless I, somebody says I can use their name, and then even then, I don't think I'll use. Their I, name. I'd probably get in writing. <laughs> you know, but I still think you ought to do the video um, thing it, 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 again. That's for and two different. I hang s- on, hang on. That's for two different reasons. That it, the the primary reason for that is personal liability. Mm. You know. So, yeah, there's something to that. I don't know. And, I just I'm so against it, man. And and this, like on a on a moral level, I I don't understand why. It's your. Do you vehicle. like cameras? Not necessarily, but I wouldn't freak out if I got into an Uber and they were recording the inside of their cab. I mean, that's you know, that's mm, all right, it's all right. their vehicle. I'm I'm paying for a ride. I feel I, like I'm not going to get as good as stories. Maybe, maybe not. But you ever see Taxi Cab Confessions? Oh, yeah. No, right. No. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so they do okay. But at any rate, though, I do think I'm going to get, like, I think I'm going to get listeners, like, one at a time, one at a time, one at a time kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, I actually so think that. So by the end of the year, you should have 52 listeners is what you're saying. <laughs> well, no, I see 20 fucking people a night. Oh, 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 okay. I, by the, uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. I think I'm going to get five a day. Oh, well, that's uh, that's not bad. Well, and then at that point, growth could be exponential. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's that mean? That means it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I used that word correctly. No, you don't. Yes, I did. (laughs) Exponential. Yes, I used the word correctly. Exponential is factorization. So it means it would have to at least double. Oh, I think, it, well, yeah, because yeah. they'll tell two people, That's and they'll tell two people, time. and they'll tell two people. <laughs> oh, so you're doing I the think mul- growth will be exponential. Uh, so you're doing Amway, essentially. No, I'm not doing Amway. Nobody's got to buy anything, per This se. sounds like a pyramid scheme. I don't know, man. I, I Now I I, think, I will say this, Now too. I think I need 70%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, I also contacted a, a supplier on Alibaba, and I am purchasing my first set of uh, airport pillows, or airplane pillows. Alibaba, the Chinese website? Yeah. <laughs> Why? All right. So, like, wait, okay, hold on. Here's what happened. <laughs> all, right, all right. Let me explain what happened. I'll lay it down for you. All right. So, in my car, when I was driving around, and I was driving somebody around, they kept, a, a couple different people talked about airport pillows, or pillows that you would bring on the airplane. The tiny you. little one. Oh, no. The ones you would bring on your own, or the tiny little ones they give you? Well, th- no, no. Not the tiny little ones that they give you. The ones you bring on your own. Okay. And they were talking about them, right? And so, like, the next day on my Facebook fucking page, I keep getting advertisements for fucking airplane pillows, right? I told you. I told you. You fucking everything's listening to you, man. I know. I know. Yeah. But now here's the thing. So it gave me an idea. I'm like, because I looked at how much they cost. And they're like 30 bucks. Like, the one that they were popping up were like 30 bucks. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. <clears throat> this is infuriating to me because Why? you've just accepted the fact that your your devices, all your devices are listening to you and they're actually sending that information to Alibaba. No, they didn't a send site, it. A no. site. Hold on. Wait, no, what no, ads no, no, popped no. up? They, they, what ads popped up? Not for Alibaba. It was for a separate company. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'm just saying, man. Just <laughs> No, no, no. So <laughs> Alibaba you, Hang is on the, a second. You're okay with that, but you don't want to put a camera that you control in your own car. I understand the I understand the dilemma the, the dilemma there. But okay, so let, Air, airplane on, let's get past it. Airplane pillows. So I went to Alibaba's website. And be like, well, how much could you buy them in bulk from Alibaba? <laughs> wait, 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 why are you buying airplane pillows in bulk? Why could you possibly need more than I don't know four at the most? What do you mean? Why would I need more than four at the most? <laughs> because I'm gonna fucking sell them. <laughs> 
talking about? Hold on here, dude. I take people to and from the airport all fucking day long. <laughs> okay. If there's anybody that needs oh. these fucking things, it's the people going to the fucking airport. And I, I'm buying the ones that are the front ones, right? So you can sit in the front and it has holes in them so you can actually look at your phone and shit as you're doing it. And also has a hole so you can do it from the side as well, not just from the front. These things are like five five bucks is what they cost at Alibaba, right? You know, And you can sell them for 20 bucks. All I got to say is... With the slightest change of cosmic circumstances, you could be a Mexican selling oranges on the side of the road. <laughs> because that's that's kind of what you strike me as right now. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to so buy 10 of these, right? And I'm going to blow one up in the car, and I'm going to have Wait, one. Wait, they're inflatable? Yeah, they're inflatable. <laughs> So I'm going to blow one up in the car, <laughs> leave it in the front seat, in the passenger seat in the front. Oh, if anybody asks me what it is, I'm going to basically say, oh, it's a travel pillow. You can buy them for me for like 20 bucks. <laughs> They're like, well, I want to try it out first. Go ahead. Try this one out and, pu- and try to puppy dog close it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I actually think I, I could probably sell five a day. You know, I, I, I honestly can't poke any holes in the, the business yeah, model. Because here. here's the thing. For $20, I make 15 bucks per pillow. Right. Right, but just (laughs) the whole concept of the thing. (laughs) Look, listen, for me, the year 2023, here's the thing. The year 2023 for me is there's a key word for here, or there's a key phrase. Okay. Income streams. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I'm not shooting it down. I just find it incredibly funny. It's funny as shit, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, here's the thing. I'm also going to buy fucking six-foot chargers. Charger cables. Yes. Yeah, that's smart. I'm actually going to buy just the, the six-foot charger because you can get them for like 25 or 30 cents at Alibaba. Right, right. So I'm going to buy a bunch of them in bulk as well. And if somebody wants one, be like, yeah, you can buy one five bucks. <laughs> just five bucks. You know? Right. Oh, man. I. You know, here's the thing. I, 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 I'm trying to imagine what your car is going to look like in, you know, six months from now. It's going to have like a whole store frontage in the front seat. You know? I, I, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose my, uh, I don't want to lose how I Copy feel Copy the New it. York Times? No, no. Chicklets gum? Oh. <laughs> See? Tic Tacs? Oh, you know what? That's actually not a bad idea. Right? The Tic Tacs is not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. So what else do people need when they're uh, taking a trip that they don't, I don't think of? I don't know, but I'm going to find Miniature out. Miniature little toothpaste and two-ounce shampoos and stuff like nah, that? No, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, no, because I can't make enough off of that. Yeah, you're, like, you're going to be like a hotel sundry shop here in six months. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. So, with, with all and when the, I do the book, I'm going to actually have... Here's the thing. When I oh, do the, the book. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now we got a book going on, huh? Oh, wait a second. No, no, no. So with the Uber stories, once I get to 100 stories, me and Brandon are going to write the oh, book, Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, that's... that's and an, then I'll have signed copies of the book with me as well. None, another one. <laughs> Look, I don't know if you need a job or a hobby, <laughs> but you need something in your life, dude. No, what I, here's what I need. Multiple income streams. <laughs> Oh man! I actually need enough streams so that I can have a warehouse, <laughs> a separate warehouse. That you're selling them one Uber ride at a time, huh? Well, hold on. In all reality, that's going to be the, the hold on, hold on. The, the warehouse is going to get built. I, I'm just imagining the, the hell if if you were to come pick me up for a ride and I get you randomly as an Uber driver and I'm like I, 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 sitting in your car and I don't want to talk to you at all and you're like, hey, how about a travel pillow? No, I won't say that. Hey, you want to be on my podcast? 
here's a copy of my book. <laughs> just you would be like the most nightmare driver from hell for me, you know. And of course, my wife would be sucked in the whole thing. You know, she'd be wanting to chat you up and hear all the stories about it. I'm like, can we please just get to the fucking airport? <laughs> you know? So we'll find out. Again, uh, I, 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 I got to figure out how I'm going to add all these things into the repertoire. The first one is the pillow thing, and I'll tell people about the podcast. But yeah. like, that's about it, though. Yeah. And I got to get the artwork done for the Midnight Rider podcast. I actually think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a picture of my car with me in it where you can see the three lines for the Adidas stuff. You know, I actually, I, I, in all seriousness, I know a another guy that actually built an empire uh, based on a pillow, but he's far smarter than you are. <laughs> you know, dude, I'm going to take fucking offense to that. As you if should. you're going to say that Mike Lindell is fucking smarter than me, like you've heard Mike Lindell, you've listened to him, and if you're going to make that statement in all reality, like well, that's that's kind of fighting words. He's more astute, I'd say. Yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, Jesus Christ! I like his politics way better. <laughs> Actually, so the, the reason I'm going to need the warehouse, though, is that for Florida Bruce Travers, eventually I'm going to do the Florida Craft Brewery of the T-shirt. Okay, you're going to need to like make me a spreadsheet of all these different things because now I'm getting confused. Which one is that again? That's the brewery. Okay. The brewery review. All right. So that's where you um, you drink beer in the Uber. Is that how that works? No. And then you use a pillow now for when you <laughs> when you pass out. Yeah. <laughs> and hang on a second. Then there's the uh, the uh, DUI holding cell uh, podcast you're going to do. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. That's going to be a good one. But good save one. up the profits. You're going to need the bail money. This story right here. Now, um, so police in uh, in New York City. Uh, have uh, basically put out a uh, an alert to be on the lookout uh, for a suspect who uh, apparently bumped into someone at a uh, a gas station and uh, then said, "You cut me off, fucking Asian people." Oh, this is at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hang on a second. I'll, I'll read the story because it's just astounding. The New York City Police Department has released an image of the man accused of hurling an anti-Asian remark at an Asian victim at a gas station in Flushing, Queens last week. Authorities responded to a call made at a mobile gas station at uh, whatever the address in Flushing on July 5. According to the NYPD, the 62-year-old victim was walking to the gas station when the man bumped into the victim and told him, hey, you cut me off. Fucking Asian people. An image of the suspect was released on Wednesday. He was described as a man with a dark complexion, a thin mustache, and a close-cut hair, uh, close-cut hair wearing a black t-shirt, two-tone shorts, and white sneakers. The authorities believe he was driving a white Honda CRV SUV. You know, here's the thing. Without actually seeing the picture of the person, I thought they were actually looking for Billy D. Williams. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hang on a second. All right. There's so much to unpack here. <laughs> so much to unpack here. First of all, the dark complected individual is a black dude. Just say okay. it. Just say it. You're right. Exactly. You said Asian five times in, in yeah. why can't you say black or African American or whatever? Well, because they don't want they don't want to say that. But it, so it, first of all, so he he bumped into someone, said, you cut me off and then said fucking Asian people. And they are like treating this like 
a fucking bolo. Be on the lookout for this guy. They're distributing pictures of him to yeah. the media. Like they burned a cross at the guy's fucking gas station. Like it was, yeah. Like, and first of all, I don't, and and they are. I don't think fucking Asian people is racist. They're they're treating this as a hate crime, and it's not. I I, I don't understand how that three words. So apparently, okay. So to say fucking Asian people is a hate crime. Yeah. Okay. But. If you say Asian people fucking, that's not a hate crime? No, that's a porn lookup. Uh, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a Google search. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm fucking Asian people would be a statement of fact. Right. Yeah. People fucking Asians, not not a hate crime. Not racist, but I, I, yeah. that would require more context. Right. Um, if, if you add a word to the phrase, I'm fucking Asian people. Not a problem. Yeah. In fact, that might even be considered, uh, you know, a, a very uh, uh, open-minded of you. <laughs> you yeah. Know? It's just astonishing to me that any of any all the guy did was quote unquote from the article. They don't say the word battery. They don't say the word assault. They just say he bumped into him. Like I, I'm picturing that this was like pretty inconsequential. No one was injured. You know, I, I don't even see where a crime exists, but this, there isn't a crime. This is on the front page of Yahoo News. This is where I saw this article. Yeah. Uh, the the dark complected man. That dude's black, man. In fact, I, I'm looking at the picture. He might even have cornrows. <laughs> I'm not 100 yeah, percent sure. No, that dude was black. Yeah. But that dude was fucking black, man. It, There's no getting around that. He was black. Yeah. It, it just absolutely astonishing. So apparently if you reference um, if you if you brush someone on the street and re- reference their, um, you know their their particular, uh, you know race or uh, whatever you call it ethnicity, um, you are committing a hate crime. Yeah, I guess so. I, I just absolutely un- unbelievable. And we got to be careful. Now we know a particular three word phrase in the correct, uh, 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 you know the, the correct order is now a hate crime. Yeah, a hate crime. A hate crime. Like what? It's like can, can hang on. Can can we get a list of all the phrases now that are considered hate crime? I think all of them are. I'm very concerned, and I actually do say fucking Asian people all the time, and there's no doubt in my mind uh, that. But you say fucking black people, fucking white people, fucking Mexicans. I actually got uh, kicked off of Facebook for three days one time for saying fucking white people. Yeah, you know, I, and I just made a comment about just you know something, and then I'm like, you know, fucking white people, and I, I literally got a three day suspension from Facebook for that. <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, the world we live in today, man. We were talking uh, during the break in the last hour. In the last hour, we covered that story about the the uh, you know fucking Asian people is a, a hate crime. We were talking about. Um, how uh, they were just referring to the the, the suspect, quote unquote, yeah. as a uh, man with a dark complexion, and momentarily, uh, what popped into my head to say was just call a spade a spade. <laughs> and <laughs> seriously, and and I thought of that, and I was just about to say it, and, and I realized, oh fuck, I can't say that. That would be racist. Yeah, well, it would, but it was totally unintentionally so. Hold on. And I if stopped myself. Asian people is racist. <laughs> then there's no way that calling a spade a spade is not racist. And, and I stopped. I actually stopped my. I self censored uh, from saying that. Because when I thought of it, there was no racial connotation to it whatsoever. But 
I immediately realized, oh, that's that's there there is a racial reference there that was unintentional. Uh, but you know, that's just a phrase that you would use. And I thought, you know, I got to thinking about it, and I said, yeah, I was going to say this, but then I realized I couldn't say that. And I thought about how ridiculous it was that I couldn't say that. Yeah. You know, and and now I've said it. So fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) But the point is, is that's that's a phrase that we all use that in any other context is completely fine to say. As long as you're not talking about a black person. you can. But if you're talking about a black person, just so much stupid shit. And the other thing that I I didn't mention is, you know, the fact that the guy said, uh, you know, you cut me off. Well, of course we know that's true because Asian people can't fucking drive. Uh, one more thing I did want to touch on is, and this is one of the reasons I love the Ukrainian people. Um, I, I've seen a, a bunch of uh, videos recently of as they liberate these towns and villages and Kherson and everything, the celebrations have been wild, you know, just partying in the streets and all that stuff. But I've seen two separate videos. One was a farmer, and as soon as he saw the Ukrainian troops coming in, he goes running out with an RPG that he stole from a Russian and gave it to the Ukrainian troops. And then another was this uh, babushka, which is uh, Russian for grandma. It it means grandmother. The babushka. Well, technically, it's like a nickname for grandmother, but the babushka is actually the the headgear that, you know, old women wear in in that part of the world. She's hot. Um, (laughs) She comes running out (laughs) with this box, or, or not this box, this belt of like 50 cal rounds draped over her arms and she the belt probably weighs as much as she does yeah you know because if you've ever carried a belt of 50 cal rounds it's heavy as fuck yeah it ain't light <laughs> it ain't even fucking light and this little five foot nothing you know 90 pound granny is carrying this belt of ammo that she stole from some russians to give it to the ukrainian troops <laughs> they're just like loving her just you know how funny like is that. it that the ukrainian troops are just wearing regular ball caps too though yeah, they probably wear hel- helmets in combat, you know. But they're just wearing around ball caps like it's a motherfucking Saturday. Well, you they, know what I'm saying? They've, they've reclaimed the area. There's no Russians. The only Russians left around are, you know, hiding in civilian clothes right now. Well, that's so true. It's, it's no longer a combat situation. So, But anyway, that's, that's what's going on in Ukraine. And if I had to put a number on it, I would say that by May of next year, this war is over, and Ukraine is one. Maybe June, maybe June, because you know the the early spring. June of twenty twenty three. June of twenty twenty three. Uh, Ukraine is one hundred percent liberated. Russia's gone. Uh, and Putin's gone. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second here. Yeah. Hold on a second here. I, I, I hold on. I think I. I think I smell, smell a something. bet. I think I smell a bet. Okay. So you're saying by June of twenty twenty three. Yeah. Vladimir Putin is no longer in power in Russia. Yes. Huh. Mm. You want to take it? Huh. June of 2023, Vladimir Putin no longer in power in Russia. Come on. Out of office. Come on, Mortimer. Standard bet. (laughs) One dollar. Sold. I'm taking that bet. Okay. Hold on. You give me the end. Shake on this. Give me the end of June. End of June. No, no, no. June 1st. Well, I said June 2023. Give me the end of June and we'll do the bet. End of June 2023. Let me, I'm gonna, I just want to make sure I get this. I'm going to lay it out here. Okay. Mark the tape. Yeah. 
end, June, end, of, end June. of June 2023. Correct. So basically July 1st. Before July 1st, yes. So before July before 1st, July 1st, 2023, Vladimir, Vladimir Putin, Putin will not be in power. Will not be in he will, power. He will either be deposed, jailed, or dead. Yeah, I'm taking that. Yeah. On. Cool. It. All right. So. I want I want a Canadian dollar. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want Canadian silver dollar. You, what kind of fucking trader are you, man? I'm I'm now I'm I, I'm wow. actually going with Canadian You are Canadian getting a dollar. US American Eagle and I expect the, the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Or I'll take a, you know, an antique silver. Canadian. Dollar. Hmm? Canadian. All right, give me a Canadian. I don't give a shit as long as it's not three nines an ounce of silver. You know, no, there you go. You can give me whatever you want. Give me an ingot, <laughs> and we're good. <laughs> I don't, I don't care about the denomination nor the currency nor whatever fiat. You know, I equivalency. You I thought you wanted the amount. I thought you wanted. The well, silver. that's just what I happen to have. So oh, okay. <laughs> that's what you would be getting. But uh, no, I don't care. I just want the silver because fuck fiat currency. So now we got two bets going on right now. Uh, what's the other bet? Donald Trump. Oh yeah, Trump, going to jail. Trump's in prison by 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. By January 2024. Yeah, that's what we said. All right. All right so we we got those uh, those bets squared away. So because we scrolled all the way to the bottom, I want to get to this next article. By the way. Okay. Armpit hair is back, whether you like it or not. Right. Okay. Look. For women. For women. For women. Look. No. No, 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 no. Really? No, I don't want armpit hair. Oh, I, I kind, I, I'm okay with that. Are you okay with it? Or are you into it? I can be into it. <laughs> it depends on the circumstance. Like I've dated, uh, you know, long time ago before I was married. Uh, I, I dated a couple of European girls. I dated a Middle Eastern girl, and they all had armpit hair, and it was kind of hot. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I have don't an issue. want. Oh, dated a hippie girl that had armpit hair too. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I don't want. I, no, shave, please. The, the legs get a little weird. Like if it, I'm definitely, I you yeah, definitely got to shave I, the legs. Yeah, the the legs are kind of a different story. Um, you know, it depends. If you have fine leg hair, it's I guess I'm okay with it. But I I do prefer shaved legs. You know, here's the thing. If I if I was with a girl who had armpit hair, yeah, during sex, I'm going to pull those hairs very hard. Hmm. Uh, she may like that. You never know. Both Could be of them at the same time. Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't actually understand. Actually, armpit. I'm gonna do it in a very mean way too. By the way, I'm not gonna be nice about it. I don't understand armpit hair. You know, with the reason for it. Yeah, like uh, it, wasn't it, it like a body cooling it's, thing? It's got to be just an evolutionary leftover. Yeah, it's gonna go away. Yeah, I shave my armpit hairs. Do you really? Yeah, not all the time, but I do. Like, like shave, shave. Yeah, like with a razor shave. No shit. Yeah. Wow, that's. I don't like armpit hair. Apparently not, man. I trim it like you know. No, with, I'll fucking shave that with shit the off. Clippers and like a oh, number no, two. Oh no, I'll shave that shit off if it gets too out of control. Just like yeah. downstairs, man. I shave that shit now too. I didn't need to know that. I just trim. I don't shave, I, but I trim. I actually use a razor. Not a razor, but I use a uh, like a like a, a, a an electric one. Right. That hurts sometimes, but it's you oh, know yeah. sometimes you got to deal with the yeah. pain. I got to tell you, yeah, that is that is shaving your balls is no fun. No, just, I've gotten better at it. But. Women, I we understand that you go through a lot. And, and and your grooming practices. And, yeah, but all your shit's on the we, inside, though. We, Fuck that. We, You're not, you, we you get off you easy. For, no, they got to shave their pits. They got to shave their legs. They got to do There's all, nothing. Like, the pits is easy. Yeah, but still. And so's but the cooter. I got to say that shaving your balls is a whole different story. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot going on there. There's some danger. You 
you get a little scrotum skin pinched in that clipper. Oh boy. Oh god, man. It, get you. There is no hell like That'll that. That'll get you. Yeah. That'll get you right now. Yeah. Worse than childbirth. I'll yeah. just say it right Here's now. Here's the thing. Shave your fucking <laughs> armpits true. though. Not true. Women, Not true. shave your fucking armpits. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. Well, I, if you want to be with Adrian, if you're trying to turn Adrian on, then obviously Adrian's Again, into it. I'm not saying it's necessarily you Adrian's know, like into a it. thing I'm into, but please just admit you're into it. It's okay one way or another. Just I'm, just I'm, say I'm cool either way. Like, just say it. You're kind of one thing. Honestly, I've, Adrian, this is a little gay. A little gay. You think? Yeah, I think I think this is a you like men, so like this is why you want women with armpit hair. Uh-huh. I yeah, I don't I don't think oh, so. Off of sixty Monday right. nights, right? Players club, <laughs> the tranny night, tranny night. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, for hang you. on a second. If you want a ride, I'll I, give you a ride. I I I, I don't wanna, I don't want to see swinging dicks on the pole, but I a stripper with some armpit hair. I'm totally down with that. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, we're late. Oh shit, we're late. We're late. What do you mean we're late? Uh, it's the You're end of the not show. paying attention. I know. I. Oh you, my god. You distracted you me with armpit hair, man. <laughs> Obviously, because you didn't turn on over there. <laughs> I saw the table move a little bit. Uh, all right. So that is uh, the end of hour number one. Uh, if you'd like to hear hour number two, go to patreoncom forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber, and we will see you on the other side.